This is Bookshelf Banter with Heather Baylog, a podcast to help you discover new authors of the rom-com, women's fiction, and chick-lit genres. Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of Bookshelf Banter with Heather Baylog. This week, I'm talking to author Laura Heffernan. Now, for those of you who don't know Laura, she writes fun, witty, romantic comedies and more serious women's fiction. After a few years of practicing law, she realized that she preferred arguing with her characters rather than other people. It's easier to win that way. When not watching total strangers get married, drag racing queens, or cooking competition, Laura enjoys board games, travel, board games, baking, and board games. She lives in the Northeast with her husband, the world's most active toddler, and two furry little beasts. So, um, as you'll soon discover in this episode, this is the second time I've, I've talked to Laura. Uh, the first episode got deleted, most of it, because of my, you know, stupidity. But anyway, I felt terrible because of all the people to uh, talk to again. I had to delete the episode of the person who was like literally living for her toddler's nap time. And she definitely needs her own nap. So I felt terrible um, that I was cutting into her time. And plus, she was moving house and, and all that stuff. So I really appreciate that Laura talked to me again. So I hope that you guys enjoy this episode with Laura Heffernan as much as I did. Hello, Laura. How are you? Hi, Heather. I'm good. How are you? All right. I assumed you got uh, toddler down to nap in time. I did. I did. I sent you a message. I don't know if you saw it. That's okay. Oh. oh, I don't think I got it. I just sent it. Oh. <laughs> okay, great. So uh, how are you doing today? Busy, busy, busy. Uh, we're selling our house, and so it's just chaos. <laughs> oh, my God. Where are you moving to? Nearby, or? Yeah, yeah. We just found a place uh, closer to the school we want, so. Oh, very nice. Very nice. Well, I, I don't, our readers, our readers, listen to me. I'm a writer. My God. My listeners <laughs> do not realize this is the second time I've talked to you because I was an idiot and I thought I was going to be fancy and start, um, you know, editing the podcast. I, I shouldn't do that. I should just, whatever is whatever. Uh-oh. Am I allowed to know, swear? In the, in the podcast. You can swear all you want, but I was, I was trying like, there was a spot or something where it had gotten like garbled and I tried to edit it out and I ended up deleting the whole thing. And I am so, um, I don't want to say I'm bad with tech. I think I'm pretty decent with it, but once I start like doing stuff that I don't normally do, uh, I lose it. Yeah. No, the same way. (laughs) Oh, so tell, so we got to start all over again. So tell me, tell me a little bit about yourself. <laughs> uh, all the way back to the beginning. I was born in California. <laughs> um, <and> At 9.21 a.m. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, not that long ago, I like to say. Not that long ago, I was born in California. Um, I moved to Boston after I finished school, which is the greatest city in the whole wide world. And I love it. And the only thing in the world that could make me leave was falling in love with my husband. So <laughs> now I'm in upstate New York. 
Um, we have a two-year-old. He has more energy than a million puppies drinking espresso. <laughs> but he's cute. And I, uh, I have a puppy who I think is drinking espresso. So I, <laughs> I can understand. I can relate to that. But so much energy. Um, and I write romantic comedies because the world needs more love and laughter. Yes, I definitely agree with that. Um, <laughs> well, a lot happened since we spoke in maybe, what was it, like six weeks ago? Like in July sometime? Time it, has no meaning. <laughs> it, exactly. exactly. We, we um, quote unquote went back to school this week, which is just crazy and you know uh, my, you know my daughter was upstairs doing her virtual learning which now they have to actually be on the computer with the teacher like for the whole class which is crazy uh, it went from it went from one extreme to the other um you know in the spring and sleeping during the class and nobody cares right now, attendance was voluntary get up they can't even get up to get a drink of water because the dog was barking at the at the door and I'm like can you let her in she's like I can't get up I'm like you're not tethered to the chair apparently she is (laughs) (laughs) so I'm trying to work downstairs she's working upstairs I'm like oh yeah so it's it's um it's definitely been different um what what have you been working on other than moving your whole entire house um, I've been working on the Accidental Senator, which is a sequel to Pole Dancer. Ah, uh, yeah. It's about a woman uh, who find, falls into a job in the Senate, um, the State Senate, not Congress, yeah. State Senate, um, right? And learns some things about herself along the way. So you, you have you're a lawyer, right? You have a lawyer background. I like to say I'm a recovering lawyer, but yes. <laughs> oh, recovering lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> So did that did that have like a lot of um influence on this on the stuff you've been writing, especially like this, right? Isn't isn't this character a lawyer or am I getting it mixed up with somebody else? Um she is a lawyer, but she oh, yeah. so her legal background doesn't come into it too much because she's starting the new job in the Senate. But I do think mm-hmm. having a lawyer background helps you understand the legislative process better. That's one reason you see so many politicians who have gone to law school. Um and the other is because we spend three years learning how to talk out of both sides of our mouths and politicians need to know that. <laughs> I, I agree. I agree because I, I feel like when I, not when I talk to lawyers, but when I like read a lot about, you know, like politics and, and not necessarily civics, but like politics and stuff like that. I'm like, I'm so confused. I don't even understand this. I'm, I'm just going to skip over that part <laughs> because that's not, not my background, hmm. but I do like when, when they have a background, but you don't, like you said, it's not, you know, heavily focused on that. Well, one of my friends, uh, another author who read a, an advanced copy for me said that I explained American politics in a way that she found it interesting. And I think that is very high praise especially from a Canadian. So I have high hopes for this one. Oh my gosh. I, I may need that because, you know, I was, um, I don't usually, I definitely not on like my Facebook or social media. I don't get into politics at all. I just kind of like flow over that. Just, you know, because there's just too many mine, you know, um, landmines there. And um, I, I consider myself politically homeless. <laughs> Because I'm just so dead center and like there's nothing, you know, I'm, I, I'm a little conservative, I'm a little liberal, and I feel like I, 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 nobody understands me. 
<laughs> so I kind of stray away from there. But I would love if somebody could just like sit down and say, this is this is what this means. This is what that means. Because my husband doesn't like to discuss it with me. He's like, I, because he's fairly conservative on most, you know, on most, um, at, you know, issues and stuff like that. So if I try to bring like a little liberal conversation in and he's like, I, I can't talk to you. We, we can't talk about this. <laughs> so I'm like, yes, but I want to understand. I want to understand your point of view. And I like always right. feel like I want to understand everybody else's point of view. Like they, they say like when people are arguing on Facebook, don't bother to argue. You're never going to get somebody to see your point of view. But I'm that person you're going to get to see. Like I'd be like, oh, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Mm. You know, not, not that I'm easily swayed, but I feel like I try to keep an open mind right. and it's just, it's really difficult <laughs> political climate. So then I don't comment on anything. It's just easier than trying to, you know, have conversations with people. <sighs> but eh, anyway, <laughs> off that, off topic. Cause I also have ADHD and that's just. <laughs> but just politics that. is on topic for this book, the whole series. I, I, yes, yes. somebody asked me to describe <laughs> it. I said, it's obnoxiously liberal. Because that's what it is. <laughs> yeah, and well, I mean, you, you you'll turn people off, some people off with that, but you know, there's a lot of people with uh, that have liberal politics or or even like me, open minds, and you, you can read it and be like, oh, okay, that I you changed my mind about this, or you change, you, you know what I'm saying? Right, like, and I I did try to avoid hot button topics, like most yes. of the <laughs> most of the political issues that come up in the book are things that most people are on the same side with like somebody mentions reinstating prohibition most people <laughs> are like no are opposed to that especially in 2020 <laughs> so i felt like that was a safe thing to slide in there um and there's stuff in there like zoning laws let's be honest nobody really cares about zoning laws except the zoners so wow. <laughs> i figure i could talk about stuff like that um in an interesting way Oh, well, that would definitely, I definitely need to check that out, especially since I, I enjoyed Pole Dancer and um, I read that back in in July. And oh, I, I'm acting like, you know, the people that are listening heard our previous conversation. Can you, um, so do you teach or, or do pole? Oh, um, I used to do, I started pole shortly after I married my husband. So around the time I moved to the area, um, I was looking for something to do and ways to meet people. And I found a group on for like seven bucks for something stupid, like 15 classes. It was a lot. I don't know. I was like, wow. So even <laughs> that's a good deal. <laughs> I figured even if I hate it, it's really very little money wasted. Um, right. so I tried it, but I, it turns out I loved it. It was so much fun. It's the best workout I've ever gotten. It's the only form of workout that I actually stuck with for a very long time. Um, and I stopped because I hurt myself, not because I got lazy. Like, normally I just stop. Um, but I would like to eventually go back to it. I have a pole. Um, actually, since we're selling the house, I had to take it down. And that makes me really <laughs> sad. Like, I can see it now in storage from where I'm sitting, but I can't put it back up until, until we move. Did you Did you have to take it down to show the house? Because can you imagine what people would have would have been yeah. like, oh, there's a pole in there living room. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was in my office. Uh, oh, but, okay. but the realtor said, no, no, you got to take it down. Uh, <laughs> okay. it, it, it might, and look, I agree that it's like extremely hard workout. I tried it. My, I used to take boot camp classes, um, mm. you know, pre-pandemic, you know, when you could go out and take classes. Do things. <laughs> and do things, right? And um, a boot camp instructor, she 
she became a, like a friend and she she texted me one day and she's like listen I want to do pole dancing classes you want to come with me and I'm like yes. oh my god always I'm like I was like all right I, I have always like wanted to try it but I'm like oh I feel really like weird and uncomfortable walking into this place because you get like you know people judge even though it's a very good form of exercise it's not like I'm gonna go and you know go to a strip club and start working there because well I definitely couldn't because I was pretty terrible at it um and I still have a scar on my foot from when I like slid down the pole you learn though like I my first couple of workouts I remember I got home one day I was so tired my eyelids hurt I don't even I still don't know how that happens um I would come home and have bruises on the top of my head like how do you get bruises on the top of your head you do um we call them pole kisses. They're not really bruises. They're just <laughs> so you, you do get used to it. Um, I actually so I was I was there taking classes for about four years, and then um I started filling in for the instructor when she was gone, so I did teach a little bit. Um, I was a substitute teacher. I got paid wow. in free classes, which to me was worth it. <laughs> but yeah. it, I also, I mean, it wasn't regularly. Obviously, I would want real money <laughs> like if I was doing it all the time. Yeah. But yeah. for just filling in, it's a lot of fun. Oh no, it was, it was fun. And I wasn't, like I say, I was horrible at it, but I wasn't like horrible. Like I could, but I thought it was going to be a lot easier for me than it was because I, at the time, not anymore, was very, um, you know, very in shape, like with these boot camp classes, like mm-hmm. I'd be running circles around the 20 year olds. And I was right. like, oh, this is going to be easy. I can get to the top of the pole. No problem. And I was like, oh my God, this is awful. <laughs> <laughs> but I did do, I did do a couple classes and it like turned out the package that I had gotten. Cause I think I got a group on too. Um, group on is the way. Yeah. It had aerial yoga too. You could do that in, if you didn't want aerial. Oh, it was so much fun. I was like, oh, I could just do this all day. Um, but then it turned out to be really expensive. And then, then there was a pandemic and <laughs> I never went back again. But that is definitely something I could get into because it was so much fun. Just like hanging upside down and like being completely uninhibited by gravity. Yep. <laughs> so I have actually considered if I continue the series right now, I'm not sure. But if I do, I would like to bring in somebody who does aerial fitness um, oh. because I I, so when I couldn't do pole, I started doing the aerial yoga to help stretch out and, you know, mm-hmm. you can take, the nice thing about yoga is you can always adjust. So like when you have injuries, you can stretch out, you can, you know, you right. do different stuff. So I, I switched to that. Um, and I did it all through my pregnancy. I think I was eight months pregnant at the last class I went to, which was really fun actually walking into those classes with people <laughs> who didn't, who hadn't been there before and you're eight months pregnant and they're looking at you and they're like, if she can do this, I can, yeah, it's, <laughs> but I think that might be why my child is the most active child in the world <laughs> so I don't know oh yeah. he does really like to jump and climb on things and I think that yeah. might be have something to do with it oh he should meet my eight-year-old nephew um my sister sent me a picture of him he, it looked like he was suspended from the ceiling he was oh, actually man. holding on to the island with one like the kitchen island with one hand his feet straight up in the air and I'm, I was like Oh my goodness. I, I, I can't even we, we went to this um it was like a zipline rope course uh, oh, I a, love couple, those. a couple weeks ago. And you know, it had like four levels and I was like, okay, I'm gonna be cool, I'm gonna be the cool aunt and I make it to the second level, right? He's on the fourth level. And my sister <laughs> my sister who who hates like she's very scared of heights and stuff, and she's down at the bottom going, Oh my god, oh my god. I'm like, all right, he's fine because he's just he has no fear. 
and I think that's so great with kids, you know, like no fear, just, but also no I, sense of self-preservation. Like well, a couple he, weeks ago, he ran into traffic. Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> He's fine. That's He's not fine. good. That's not good. Yeah, <laughs> but no, um, scary. Yes, definitely for a parent. Oh my goodness! So, um, had a movie based on pole dancer. Who would play your main characters? That is always the hardest question for me. I was thinking about it in the car. I was like, who did I say last time? I'm like, like well, this have... is a whole new interview. You can say whatever you want. <laughs> like, can I have Prince Harry? <laughs> like, you can Daniel... have him. Daniel's a redhead, but he's not uh he he's he's not British, but that's okay. We that's okay. We just he could be for the movie, why not? <laughs> well, wasn't he running no, he wasn't running for office, but he was campaign advisor. So well, you know, Prince Harry is very versatile. I'm sure he could learn to do an American accent. Or... He knows a lot about politics, so he could slide right into the role. There you go. We're just going to pretend he ha- pretend he has an American accent. You can use him. <laughs> <laughs> right. uh, for Mal, I, I basically want J-Lo 20 years ago. I don't know if I can have that. But I know she's got the moves. That's the thing. If you're going to be in a movie, a pole dancer, you have to be able to do the moves. Right. You can't so. be me. <laughs> You gotta, you gotta at least practice pull it off. I mean, she does some pretty tricky stuff in that book. I used to be able to do almost all of it. Yeah, I can get to the middle of the pole and slide down and burn my foot. <laughs> that's that's yeah. my, those are my talent. But that's true, right? Like, it's something that you you could always take up again and just be like, okay, you know, let me let me try this again. Um, let me see. Uh, how about name a book that made you cry recently? I actually have one. Hold on a second. I never cry. What did I just read? Um, I read the new Emily Giffen, The Lies That Bind. That made me cry. Does it? Doesn't she usually do more funny? Yes. More like she's. Yeah. It's just funny. So she normally does light and funny, and so do I. But I put out a serious women's fiction set around 9-11 at the beginning of this year and then hers came uh, out. I was like, see, I'm just ahead of my time. <laughs> oh, wow. I'm just like Emily Giffen. Do you like her books? Read mine. <laughs> I do like hers. Um, I but I did cry when I read that. I wonder if there's that's going to be, like, you know, the, it's a 19-year anniversary coming up this year, but I'm wondering if, like, maybe next year there's going to be a lot more you know, books on that. And that, oh, that would definitely make me cry. That was, like, the worst day mm. ever. I, I can't right, even, right. you know. And you were you were in Boston at that time? No, I was still in California. Oh, okay. I moved to Boston a few years later. Yeah, it's. I think it was a little bit of a different experience for people like in this in the area of New York. Oh, absolutely. I, I live like ten. You can actually see the skyline from um, one of the bridges in my town, and so it, we were watching, you know, the skyline burn. And um, it's. I think it was a little bit of a different experience, but but we're all getting that whole kind of like hopeless, helpless experience in in the middle of a pandemic. So lucky us, <laughs> lucky us. So it doesn't matter where you live. <laughs> um, what do you wish people knew about you? Hmm. Wish they knew that I write really good books that are funny, <laughs> and I wish they knew that. Um, I, I don't know. Pole is awesome. <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, so many, I, so many people hear that I do pull and they're like, "What?" and they think it's hilarious and it's a big joke. Which you know, I'm a good sport; I laugh along, but it's a good workout and it's fun. I, I, I have I, taught people, and the only thing and 
Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. When um, I had a really strong core, and when we went mechanical bull riding um, with a big group of people, I did by far the best of everyone. I actually sat on the bull so long I got bored, and they wound up tipping it on its side to get me off. Oh my god, that was one of my um my bucket list things to ride the mechanical bull because we'd always it's go fun. to we'd always go to Atlantic City and the mechanical bull would just be sitting there and it was we would always go in the week and they didn't have it and one year we went on the weekend and I'm like I'm riding the bull my husband's like all right this is this is your dream I'm like yes and I mean I wasn't <laughs> don't fabulous. judge someone else's dreams <laughs> I wasn't fabulous but I think I stayed on for like. 12 seconds which is not bad <laughs> I so, like, so i tried it once long before i started pole dancing and basically just fell right off. <laughs> i don't even think i made it like three seconds i might have just tried to jump on and fall right, fell on right off uh it was bad <laughs> but the pole fitness taught me very to, well with the quarter i mean that's like you know a lot of like yoga is very um you know intense yeah. with your core and stuff like that and i and it's really important too it's like very great for balance and you know all that stuff right. uh, um okay you have to give up the one thing you depend on most every day i know what this is but can you tell everybody else what it is i am not giving up my coffee it's not <laughs> happening is it because of the energizer bunny you live with no that yeah yeah pretty much <laughs> i was saying to somebody somebody else I, I think maybe it was monique mcdonald or something like so she's like, oh no, I can't give up my coffee. In her mm. lovely accent, she said it. Um, and, yeah, it's funny. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, uh, I've actually given up coffee and not gotten like the headache associated with it. But it's just that act of having the coffee that I'm so attached to, not the actual mm. fluid. <laughs> you right. know, if, if I could find something else, like if I, I, I mean, I guess I could drink tea but why give it up you know so when i was pregnant my doctor said i could still have one cup a day and i said okay but if i switch to decaf how many cups a day can i have (laughs) (laughs) can i have 27 cups do you do you you have more than one cup a day um yeah i usually make just a pot like i don't even understand keurigs because that just does (laughs) not make nearly i don't understand um so yeah i tend to make like three quarters of a pot to a full pot depending on on how tired I am but I mean some days it takes me all day to drink it mm. some days not <laughs> do you feel like extremely tired if you don't have it at all I feel extremely tired <laughs> <laughs> ask I, I me did, after I move right yo god you probably need an IV of coffee like my um like me and my son it's funny because like we could have coffee like nine o'clock at night and it will actually put me to sleep. So that's why I'm like, I, I don't, I don't know. It doesn't really wake me up. That's why I'm saying it's mostly the act of actually yeah. drinking the coffee that's like addicting for me. If, if it's an addiction, I guess it is. If I have to have it every day, you know, but I, I'll be drinking it in the morning and I'll be like, oh, it's all gone. And I, I won't make myself another one, but my sister will like sit there and just like you, she'll make an entire pot or actually she has a, the Keurig pot. You know, the There's big a one. pod. Yeah, yeah, like you, it's a bigger, um, it's a bigger pod, and it like um, makes a whole carafe of it, and she'll like work off that all day. So maybe when you move, you can get one of those. I love my <laughs> my coffee pot that I have now. It's it's nothing fancy, but uh, I love it. Uh, so you pull up to your house and it's on fire, and you can only save one item, not a person or an animal, because they're already out. What is it? 
my laptop. I thought it was going to be your coffee pot. Uh, I can replace my coffee pot. Everything is on my laptop. I mean, I have a backup, but the backup would also be in the house. So I need to get that. That's always my fear. Like I would back stuff up um, onto my flash drive and I was leaving them in, in, in a drawer in near my computer. And I was like, well, this is stupid. If the house catches fire and that room catches fire, the computer and the, you know, flash drive are, are in the same spot. So I started carrying it with me and then I lost it. <laughs> the oh, flash no. drive. I was like, oh crap. But at that point in time, I still had everything on the computer so I could do another, you know, right. I could put it back on the flash drive. But that's, you know, it's a, it's a writer's nightmare, like losing all that, all that work, you know? I have a flash drive on my keychain. And what happens if you lose the keychain, though? Like, this was a, this was a big concern for me. <laughs> then I can't get into my house, and I have bigger <laughs> problems. <laughs> uh, so what are you reading right now? Um, I just started, actually, it's called They're Gone by E.A. Barr, which mm-hmm. is, um, it's really, really good. But it's not my normal stuff. It's darker. Um, I Although I generally stick to cozies and chiclet and romance every once in a while. I like a nice dark, dark thriller. Um, and the author's a friend of mine. He's a great guy. Um, oh, wow. So it's about two women whose husbands were murdered on the same day um, in the same way. And they oh, don't wow. know each other. Now, I haven't actually got to the part where they meet yet, but I'm assuming it's coming. <laughs> because... Oh, wow. That does sound interesting. I, I, I really like... Um psychological thrillers like that's my main like meat and potatoes kind of thing like I I love romantic comedy and stuff and I think I tend to like alternate okay I'm gonna read something really dark and then I'm gonna you know uh, cleanse my palate with you know pole dancer and then I'm gonna move on to move on to something really dark and then you know go on to something like you know Sophie Kinsella so I can not feel like um dark and dreary uh, so if you wrote a memoir, what would it be called? I'm so tired. <laughs> <laughs> Please that's send a, coffee. <laughs> that's like the worst memoir title ever. And yeah, that's where I am. Yeah. Oh um, maybe goodness. we'll call it Pole Dancing Lawyer. <laughs> I like I'm so tired. I think I that's mean, it's, like catchy. It's direct and to the point. Yeah. Love yeah. a woman yawning on the front. What time does uh, your toddler arrive in the morning? Five, if I'm lucky. Oh, uh, that I, is that is I, really the problem. I'm trying to work on going to bed earlier because I've always been a night a night owl. Yeah, but how um, early can you go to bed? You know, right nine. <laughs> <laughs> at this point, I'm trying to go to bed by like nine thirty, but it's hard. It is. Our puppy gets up at like well now. I'm pushing. We've been pushing her back. We've been actually doing this thing with the alarm clock where we'll let her bark and then the alarm clock will go off and then I'll take her out right? Um, because she, we were on vacation and she was getting up at 515 and I was like, dude, this is, this is not cool. Right. <laughs> and we were, you know, we were in a house with my, you know, with my family and stuff and I'm trying to keep her quiet at 515 in the morning and she's only five months old and I'm like, oh my God. And it'd be like two o'clock and I'm like, I need a nap and everybody else was like, oh, we're going to the beach and we're doing this. I'm like, I can't function right now. Yeah. have fun bye (laughs) bye i take i actually went to they went to the beach um we were in the outer banks and some of the beaches have um horses on them and Mm. they're like we're gonna go to the horse beach the um the all-wheel drive horse beach and i'm like i'm taking a nap they're like but you're gonna miss the horses i'm like 
you don't understand. <laughs> I can't, I won't be able to see the horses because I'm right. so tired. Right. <laughs> and that must be how you feel on a daily basis. Yeah, pretty much. <gasps> I mean, it's things are, it's, it's more tiring right now because we're trying to show the house. Yeah. Um, and pack so, um, up and, and do all that. Right. Stuff. So once we get over this hump, um, it'll be a lot better. Do you have like a close, do you have a house? That you we out? do, yeah, yeah. We we found a new place, so we just have to sell this one. Oh, so much fun! <laughs> I know. So much fun! Oh my goodness! So where can we find you? Um, you can find me on Twitter. Um, I do mostly talk about politics, so if that's not <laughs> your thing, um, don't reply. <laughs> <laughs> so it's at lh underscore rights. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm on Facebook at Laura Heffernan Books facebook.com slash or heaven and books um uh-huh. also in, instagram i don't post a lot on instagram and usually when i do it's like weird stuff i see but um i am like, there like memes <laughs> sometimes memes sometimes like i'm so tired i can't even think <laughs> oh i'm sorry you need to go take your own nap no <laughs> it's all right i just <laughs> busy 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 that's all um yeah but on my website, www.lauraheffernan.com is probably the best way to find me. Excellent. Well, I w- it was lovely chatting with you a second time. Absolutely. <laughs> we can do this anytime. We, we can just keep doing this. But hopefully <laughs> next time after I move. Yes. And you'll then maybe... I'll have a new book by then. Right. Right. The Accidental Center might be out by then. That's I hope right. so. When October it... 19th. Oh, wow. You're really, you're really going to have that out very soon. So... Yeah, I'm actually in the middle of what I hope to be my final read. Excellent. Very but good. keep in mind, I, I started that two weeks ago because of everything that's been happening. But <laughs> I, should, I might be start. Are you doing like uh, pre-sales or anything like that for it? Um, I will probably do a pre-sale on Smashwords if I can get it ready in time. Mm-hmm. Um, I like that Smashwords does that. Um, and I'm hoping to have the advanced copies up. Um, I want to say next week. I don't know when you're actually going to air this. I'm hoping to have them up by mid-September Excellent. for reviewers on Booksprout. Well, I will definitely check that out. And if I see that the advanced copy is available in this airs, I'll link that in the show notes as well. So Awesome. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. It was great talking to you. You too. Get some sleep. Thank you. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks for joining me on this episode of Bookshelf Banter with author Laura Heffernan. Laura loves connecting with her readers. So make sure you check out the show notes um, so you can sign up for all of her uh, newsletters and follow her on social media and check all that stuff out. Um, I hope you enjoyed the episode and I'll see you next time. Oh, and one more thing. If you enjoyed this episode and any other episodes of Bookshelf Banter for that matter, make sure you rate and review them. And make sure you tell your friends too. Word of mouth is the quickest way for people to discover this podcast and subsequently to discover new authors that I think they're really, really going to love. All right. Talk to you next time.